The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution podcast brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. So excited to be continuing our series, our educational sponsors, ProFMI is here. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Sean. How are you doing? Outstanding. As always, my friends over at ProFMI, Randy Olson is here. And today we have a very special guest, Dr. Denise. And Denise, say your last name for us because it's wrong yep. for me. <laughs> Go ahead. Yep. Yep, thank you. My name is Denis Besiktepe, and I'm an assistant professor at uh, University of Wisconsin Stout Construction awesome. Program. Awesome. Thank you so much for saving me for myself. I appreciate that. We're going to make it happen here. Hey, uh, all right, guys. So welcome to the show. We have a great topic today. We're going to be talking about the next generation of FM education. And this, uh, I think, is super relevant to what we have to deal with today. It's a great topic for you guys. Um, and But before we get there... Um, Denise uh, and Randy, I want you to tell me, Randy, tell me a little bit about ProFMI and Denise, I'd love to hear more about you. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right, Randy, start yeah, us off. absolutely. And, uh, uh, we should probably start this podcast talking about, um, it's Valentine's week. So it is Valentine's um, day. In fact, you know, make sure you're reaching out to the ones you love, right. And, uh, and making their, making their week better, which is what ProFM does. ProFM makes the world better for, <laughs> uh, for facility managers. So we've, uh, we've built out it. a a complete, holistic, integrated FM education and credential program for facility managers. And we did that by asking the facility management industry what was most important to them, what they do on a daily basis. And we built a really current, relevant program that gets delivered to the market. And uh, one of our most recent uh, pro-FMs, Denise, is with us today. And, and we're so honored uh, to have her part of our community. So with that, Denise, I'll turn over to you. Nice. Yep. Thank you very much. As I said, uh, my name is Denise Bishiktepe. I'm an assistant professor in construction program at UW-Stout, and I'm a recent pro-FM. Um, my background is sort of like a little bit all over the place. I got my bachelor's in architecture, then worked in the industry at construction sites, and then the last five years of my entire industry exp uh, experience, I was in facility management. And whenever you talk to someone people generally refer that like I accidentally ended up in facility management and that pretty mm -hmm. much is the same for me, for my adventure. And in the last five years, I completed my PhD at Colorado State University. Now, now I'm in the academic role. I have research efforts, teaching efforts in facility management and construction management and so on. Yep. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, I got the information. I got your credentials on here. I was like, okay, PhD, Pro-FM, and as a professor, I mean, you, you've been doing a lot. Your educational level on this is pretty high. What a great uh, amount of experience you have. Yes, absolutely. I, um, I had about like 13 years of industry experience. Along with that, I completed my master's. I am like my family was always, you know, this like nerdy attitude, <laughs> like read, study, get more education and stuff. Yeah, I, I finally ended up with the highest level, like getting the Ph.D., and again, I'm finally in the academic world, which I really enjoy and like. And 
being uh, interaction with students and uh, contributing to this area of our industry. Outstanding. What a perfect fit for you guys, Randy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. In, in a very respected, <laughs> um, you know, applied engineering school, construction management school, you're not yep. far from where ProFM is headquartered in Minnesota. So we're only about uh, just a little over an hour apart. Um, yep. So University of Wisconsin Stout is her school and, um, you know, uh, really, really good folks uh, coming into the market to deliver great services to all their constituencies. Yeah, Gosh, absolutely. so excited. Excited to have you guys on. Well, it's a great topic. We'll jump into it. Uh, before we do, I can't forget to ask you guys, because it is one of the top things that honestly that listeners ask for is is finding out what you guys are reading. I don't know why, but it's just something they'd love to hear. It's kind of our tradition. Uh, so, uh, Randy, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. And I'm, and I'm going to throw you a curveball <laughs> today, Sean. Um, okay, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so it. I, uh, I'm putting on pause for a month uh, business books. So I just needed Good. a little, um, I need to lighten it up a little bit. And I'm, I'm reading, <laughs> I'm actually rereading a book called Distant Fires. So hmm. it's by Scott Anderson. And... Um, it's about it's a story about two teenagers who put a canoe in Lake Superior up in Duluth, Minnesota, and can, canoed seventeen hundred miles <laughs> up to Hudson Bay. And it is just a fascinating story about all the ups and downs, uh, no pun intended, as it relates to that. Um, you know, first of all, if you know anything about Lake Superior, putting a canoe in Lake Superior is absolutely nuts. But their whole goal was they didn't want any motorized traffic along the way. So they portaged their canoe from their homes in Duluth down to Lake Superior, threw it in. And the first day it was so windy, they were able to cover about 200 yards. So they pulled wow. the canoe out, camped in a neighbor's uh, or in a friend's uh, yard, and then put it back in the next day and went down the road. So um, it, it is a really fascinating story. So um, I highly recommend it just to, to take a break from all the the hardcore business and leadership books we've been reading lately. Yeah. It's, um, but it has its own form of leadership and its own form of perseverance and, uh, had to persevere through many things. So, so that's what, that's what I'm doing right now. I love that, man. I need to do the same. Honestly, like you said, it's, I read so much business related and leadership related and, you know, and I love it because that's, you know, that's what we do. We have to stay con you know, current and, and 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 expand our knowledge but man taking a break i'd like to read something really cool like that i think i will do that that's a great idea oh man denise what are you reading what you got um while i was thinking about that i realized that other than like academic articles textbooks or like daily news i realized that i'm not reading anything particular and mm -hmm. this is kind of like a constant trend for me for the last five six years and um, in this context, I tried to find some books that I can relate with like different teaching topics and also with my research area. And one of the recent ones that I am trying to read, not consistently, but looking at different chapters and to see if there's anything interesting that I can mention in the classroom is it is called Why Buildings Fall Down. And it's hmm. uh, Matthews Levy and Mario Salvadori. It has like the series of books, Why Buildings Stand or Why Buildings Fall Down. Like they have different sets. And this was a book suggested in one of my courses that I took at Colorado State University. 
that's an interesting book. It talks about like Greek temples versus <laughs> like different different structures, interesting facts in the world, and then why these structures they don't fall down or why they fall down. That's that's an interesting to read. It's not a very like text in a textbook format, but it yeah. has like the, some storytelling behind it with the scientific facts in it. I really enjoy it. That's awesome. Uh I, I I mean, I don't know if I'll read that one. <laughs> it doesn't really relate to me, but it sounds really good. Like I totally get what you're saying. Trying to find something that you you're into. It's just it's it's part of what we do, you know, as professionals. We stay in tune with what's out there in content and we pass that knowledge along. I do the same. My daughter came to me last week and she said, Dad, I think I want to go into relational psychology. I'm like, what? Yeah. She, and this is my youngest. She's, she's turning, uh, 14. Uh, she just, no, she just turned 14. And so, um, I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm rereading right now the biology of belief. And then there's another book I'm going to start with her. And it is like a true psychology book. And it, it's just, oh man, it's long. I don't know if I could do it again, but I want to do it with her and see if she, she digs it. But she, we did all these personality tests and I, there's a couple of different, uh, relational psychologists that I follow. Uh, and, uh, we did this test called the path. And so you go through this, it's really quick, but it tells you so much. I'll send it to you guys. I'm going to bore you with it right now, but it's just fun. It's kind of a good, um, icebreaker at parties and stuff to say, Hey, you want to take a little test with me? <laughs> so it's good. It's good. It's good. Okay, guys. Well, let's hop into this. Um, you know, we're talking about a new generation of education for FMs and, and really, you know, even before the great resignation started. You know, this has been, ha we've been talking about this a lot. I, this was came up on my last podcast. Um, you know, whether you want to believe it's real or not real or however you want to believe it, the facts are that people are leaving jobs and they're starting new careers. Um, but there's always, even before that, there was a shortage of FM, uh, uh, talent, if you will, on the kind of uh, on the horizon, mainly due to like kind of a, a looming retirement gap. When we talk, Randy, we talk about this all the time. There's this, this skill gap that's, that's showing up. People are leaving the industry. That talent's going with them. And, and so now it's kind of compounded, right? Because of the great resignation, because of all the stuff that's going on. Um, there's been really kind of an, an increased focus on, you know, attracting and developing the next generation of FMs. And so that's why I feel like this is such a good topic to talk about. Because it, it, it's important right now. I mean, we, we're running out of, there's a finite resource here. We need to develop it and make sure people are kind of staying in tune. So, Denise, with, with all of your experience, and, and now, of course, you're working with students and you're a new pro FMI, what can you tell us about the next future generation here? What are you seeing? Uh, one of the interesting facts, I had teaching experience at Colorado State. I was a teaching assistant, but I was interacting with students. And I'm in this like full-time uh, academic uh, role in about one and a half years, like a little bit uh, more than one year. I see that with the new generation, um, depending on school, program, region, like location and expectations, like they really change. Student profile changes within like first generation or in some in some universities, uh, they don't have much first generation, but they have other challenges with that. And um, 
One of the interesting facts, which I pretty much realized after like my transition from industry to academia, new generation, new generation wants to have the information ready. They wanted to have everything ready to them. Mm. Okay, now we are we are ready to apply. They don't want to spend so much time about exploring, digging into details, and then mm. learning by themselves. They wanted to have the information on hand. Is it the textbook? Is it, are these the slides? And then how I'm going to use it. I try to use different approaches, sort of like giving some responsibility to students. Hey, you're going to study this before coming to the classroom. And how about you present this topic? It's not, a, it's not a big, uh, like they, I didn't get a big support for this idea, but I tried to apply it in a, in a little bit. And we always think that new generation is really good with technology. Yes, they are, but they are good with technology in day to day stuff. When it comes to learning a software, when it comes to learning mm. something applied in industry or in their career, some of them are like, ah, oh, this is too much for me. Again, it comes to the challenge of, Hey, we are giving you some guidance here at school, but you have to spend your own time and you need to develop your skills. They think that after they are done with, with the semester, they will have the 100% understanding. <laughs> you need to practice by yourself. Oh. You need to spend your own time. These are sort of like challenging or the highlights that I can mention specifically with my short, like full-time experience in academia right now. So Instagram, yes, <laughs> and scrolling for hours, but maybe not necessarily complex facility management programs. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know yep. there there is there is a difference. Uh, Randy, what do you think, man? What why is this this uh, what is this next generation looking for, man? What what is your opinion? Why are they choosing facility management? Yeah, well, so I think um, facility management perspective, it's such a um, no two days are the same, right? So every day is yeah. different than the, than the previous. And there's such an opportunity to have an impact now, um, you know, both on the profit side of things and then on the sustainability side and on the environmental side. Uh, facility managers have been in the in the crosshairs of sustainability for the last, you know, 15 plus years. Um, we looked at building in, in 2010, we looked at building out a standalone sustainability program. And... Um, we interviewed a, a bunch of facility managers and it overwhelmingly it came back that um, this isn't anything different than we've done in the past. We've always considered um, environmental factors and how you balance that with the people and how you balance that with being able to turn a profit and being able to save money for your organization. So, um, you know, we believe and the industry has told us overwhelmingly that sustainability is woven through everything that the facility manager mm. does. If you think about how young people are wired today, yes, they're not yeah. tech savvy necessarily. They're tech dependent, right? That's what I tell my kids all the yeah. time. You're not tech savvy. You're tech dependent. You tech dependent. Um, but oh, we're man. also concerned with, you know, what's our future here? What's our long-term view into how we're going to deliver back and, and have a, a, a great place to live for our generation, the next generation, and, and then looking forward. And, and I think, uh, Denise, you probably see this too um, with students there, that, that I think that's an important factor to them. Yep, absolutely. That's, that's another important fact. And then most of the faculty members like ac in academic world, 
It's another important piece. We are trying to add more emphasis on sustainability, including three pillars, not just like environmental or not just focusing on, hey, recycling is good. Yeah, we all know that, but there are other aspects such as like social impact, economic impact, how we can consider our practices in our industry, construction facility management and all related like different sides. Uh, these are like really important and it's, it's, it's getting an increasing attention as well. Man. Yeah. And, and, and Sean, maybe, I know maybe to add about to that it. a little bit, you know, I think Denise, I think when we talk about environmental or sustainability from a facilities perspective, we always look at energy, right? So how do we yep. reduce, yep. you know, energy costs? How do we reduce um, our consumption? But that's a relatively short-term view into really a long-term problem. So I think it's important as we look at sustainability for FMs to not necessarily just focus on the low-hanging fruit, but rather, you know, let's let's factor in all the tough parts of this as well. You know, you, you mentioned environmental, you mentioned social um, governance. Um, w- when you look at a fa- role of a facility manager, you're going out and buying services and goods from somebody. What's their sustainability policy? What does your supply chain sustainability look like? You know, that's, there, yep. there's a lot of factors. And that's a longer term and a really a more broader, more strategic view into that. Well, that's Absolutely. really interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, a, and that's a really interesting in-depth look from kind of a generational standpoint, Randy, you're bringing up. And, and I, I want to actually, actually ask you about that. First of all, I'm going to hashtag tech dependent. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think I'm going to trademark that. That's good. I'm going to, I'm going to use that again. Uh, but what do you guys think? And I'd like to hear from maybe both of you. What, what do you think sets this generation of FMs apart from the, the past generation? I mean, is it, is it just attack dependency? Is it, what, what is your opinion? Randy Sarsoff, <laughs> what do you yeah. think? It's kind of a curveball, I know. <laughs> All good. Uh, you know, I, I think um, this is a generation that's naturally curious about things and wants to really dig in and understand things. Do they learn that differently? Yes. Denise can probably tell us a lot mm-hmm. of stories about um, how students interact and how they learn differently. But I, but I think they're curious about a lot of things. And, and I also think, um, you know, in so many cases, it, I think the old guy view, me, the old guy view of this is, you know, <laughs> they don't have great hearts. They do have great hearts. You know, they really do they care do. about what they deliver and really do care about, um, you know, going forward, how they make this better. So, so th- that's what I think it is. That's why I think FM fits so well for these young folks, because there's so much variability in what you get to do on a daily basis. And there's so many factors and so many things that you have to consider and and use to deliver a great solution that it's not just a environmental problem it's not just a procurement problem it's not just a certain just an O&M problem it's there's a lot of factors that have to go into that it suits them really well so that that's my view of that um we just need to get more in we just need to get more into the industry right so that's a, you know that's an interesting proposition like you know maybe that's the hook because, like you said, this next generation, they are very cost driven. They are very socially aware of, you know, of things. And, and maybe that is, maybe that's the way to get to them is to say, Hey, this is what facility management is. I mean, this is a big part of it. I don't know. 
Denise, what do you see different from when you were learning facility management to really kind of students today? What's your biggest thing? What what do you see your What's the difference there for you? One of the things that I totally agree with uh, Randy about, like, um, they are curious. Mm -hmm. They wanted to learn more and they are open to new ideas. They are very innovative. They always think from different perspectives, which pretty much like 20 years ago, probably it was not like that in the, in the education or in general, since our uh, access to information was not that huge like today. It's kind of like within two, three seconds, we can find whatever information that we are looking. And then this gives actually a great flexibility to students from thinking different perspectives. When we talk about sustainability, um, they pretty much know what we are trying to say. They are concerned about what's going to happen 10, 20, 30 years later, how today's decisions will impact them in the future in political way, in social way. And then they are also like, they have some idea. They have something to say about what's happening in the world. They're concerned about social movements. Like a lot of things are going on in the world. Every day in the news, we see something different here in the United States or in other parts of the world. They follow that. They know that. I remember when I was like 20 years old, I was not that much into these social things, or maybe we didn't have access to learn more about what's going on, but um, they really care about it. And when we are talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, they are also sensitive to these topics. They wanted to learn more whenever, like, in, in all my courses, I'm trying to include a little bit more. Hey, in our industry, diversity works in that way. Like, and also in specifically in facility management, we have a really diverse backgrounds of professionals and not necessarily like we are not only focusing on technical aspects. As Randy mentioned, like there are lots of things, different things that, that, that we have to consider. And when we are talking about these aspects in the classroom, I can see that they're interested. They wanted to hear more about what are these things. And every semester I have a freshman level course about materials, methods, and generally in construction, but I try to attach it to the life cycle, how it's going to mm -hmm. impact to the next 50, 60 years of the built environment. And um, I give them an essay about a project which has some social sustainability aspect in it. Maybe it's like in the design process, they included something local in the project. And I am very amazed about their thoughts. And I really enjoy reading their es essays. I, I, the, the things that I'm reading is like, hey, this is, this is really amazing. And these generation, they are really promising for like making things better in the, in the future. That's, that's very nice to see that they're innovative, curious, and like open-minded approach for almost every single topic that we introduce to them. I love that. And I, I agree. We, I mean, we have a new generation of of uh, team members here, and the there is a dramatic difference from like us old guys, you know, <laughs> uh, we, you know that just everything from uh, general conversation, sense of humor to, to the way we deal with stuff is just vastly different, and and uh, in a good way. Uh, and I love that you're right; they're super curious and, and very involved, and are used to also getting information like that. You know, 
they didn't have a Dewey Decimal System. And, you know, they had to go to the library to look stuff up. It's I learned this three minutes ago on YouTube and it's awesome. So and I, I appreciate every single day doing that. Uh, but it, there definitely is a difference. Um, and I think it's it's for the better. It's really kind of growing things and and, uh, and having people a lot more um, ethocentric, like they're really involved with things. All right, guys, uh, we are halfway through, actually more than halfway through. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by ProFM. Earn your ProFM credential to elevate your FM knowledge and skills to receive the recognition you deserve. Visit us at profmi.org slash evolution. Welcome back to the show. Uh, of course, I'm your host, Sean Black, and we're here again with our friends at ProFMI and our special guest, Dr. Denise. Um, thank you guys for joining us. I'm so glad to get to talk about this. Uh, we're talking about the next generation of FM education, really of FMs in general in the, in the workforce and what's going on with them. And I, I think kind of how it all kind of fits together with us and what we do, what's our, our next steps. Um, what do you guys think is, is driving this, this new generation of FMs? Like who, who are getting their education? Like what are, what are they interested in and, and how's it, how's it really impact the way you, that you guys teach? Denise, what would you say? Um, in, in, in general, when I look at the student profile, um, as I said at the very beginning, it really changed from school to school, from program, like location and so on. Um, and we see some students coming with some like industry background, having some experience. And in some FM uh, programs, not necessarily in my current institution, but the ones which I'm familiar with, I know that there are like adult students mm. coming with the actual life experience and FM knowledge. And they either wanted to take your education to the next level or, you know, like learn more about like what, what, what are the basics, what are the fundamentals and how they can apply it to the actual world problems. And from that perspective, I see that there's, uh, there's some certain interest from new generation. And there's also an interest to a femme education from the um, like adult learners or experienced professionals as well. This brings a lot of like diversity in the classroom. When we have discussions, it's really good to have some experienced students because they always have some story to tell related to what's happening outside of the school, what's happening outside of the classroom. Um, I, I really appreciate like uh, these students' participations. And as I said, the new generation, they are open to almost every new idea. And they also challenge us, challenge uh, the like academic people, instructors, questioning every single detail, which mm. I really like about it. Sometimes they, they ask very like to-do point questions, which I'm like, okay, I have to study this and I'll, I'll come back next time and I'll explain this. I don't know the exact answer right now, but I'll learn it and I'll come and explain it to you. They ask really smart, really innovative, really to-do point questions, which helps us to improve our knowledge, our teaching experiences as well. Randy, what are you finding? What, what are you seeing that people are, are really interested in when they when they get to ProFMI? What are they looking yeah, for? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. And it, do I have the next hour and a half to talk to that, Sean? I'm <laughs> um, no. <laughs> well, so we're, 
unique perspective here in that we have um, learners or students, you know, we would call, call them either learners or students that really range that are very inexperienced all the way up to very experienced. So if you look at the number mm-hmm. of folks that are in our program or have been through our program, it's about a third, a third, a third. So it, it's really interesting. So more senior, you know, 20 plus years, that uh, five to 20 years, and then less than five, it's a third, a third, a third. So, and everybody has different kind of knowledge and skill gaps that they need to fill in. So that that's how we develop the program. We develop the program such that it's relevant across the career continuum and that anybody and uh, almost everybody in any point in their career is going to get something valuable out of it. I mean, Denise has a PhD, and I'm going to guess, Denise, that going through the ProFM program, there was a some couple nuggets of information you got out of that that you're able to apply to what you teach today. And then if, um, if you're operational, you're able to apply that operationally. So... So that was very important. Also developed in the, as I talked about earlier, in this integrated holistic fashion so that it's, as you're considering a problem, there's several factors that, that dial in. And those could be technical in nature. It could be a software. It could be a technical solution. But it's also those soft skills. So how do I communicate to my audience? How do I collaborate with other, other departments? Over the last two years, you know, a lot of us have worked outside the office you know, so where does the facility manager end and the IT folks pick up? How do you collaborate around yeah. that? What's the HR policy? How do I work with HR to develop the appropriate policy as an FM to deliver the right level of service to them? All with the factor that you have responsibility for the employee's health and well-being, you know, so they're, for their safety. So it, it, it's, a, it's a big job. So, you know, our learners, they're, they're picking nuggets out of various places. We provide a really nice tool on the front end that talks about strengths and weaknesses as you get in. And here's where you need to focus your time and where you need to get the most benefit out of the program as you look to uh, complete the assessments and do it. And then not only gain the knowledge, but then apply it. So it's not only what you know, but how you apply it. So uh, hour and a half bundled into about three and a half minutes there, Sean. So. It's really hard to do, Randy. Yep. I'm impressed. Well, I, like you know I like to talk. So, well, you know that's what they say about talking about this type of thing is is it's harder to condense yes. down than it is to just keep yes. going on because there's so much to cover. Do you see, Randy? Do you see more interest um, on these topics from current FMs? Like, are like, well, are the more expense, the more experienced FMs? Are you seeing them wanting to expand their skill sets too? Yes. Ab- that, that's kind of one. Yep, absolutely. So, so again, a third, a third, a third is, is relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those, some of those folks are very senior and carry some senior level designations. And out of that, we get feedback that there was really good, relevant, applicable content and applicable situations that they could apply um, the pro FM to. So, you know, we're certainly biased, but um, we, we feel it's the best. Out there, and, and we feel like you've delivered a great program to the to the industry. Well, I you know I, I tend to agree, so that's pretty awesome. That's, it's good, Denise. You know, Randy's been talking about ProFMI, and I'm interested in in your ProFM journey as well. Like, I'd like to hear a little bit about that. And and I mean, obviously, Randy brought it up. You have a PhD, like in civil engineering, and and a ton of knowledge. We you know, we talked about why. ProFM, what, what was what was it you were looking for to get? Um, my background has several different perspectives. I started my journey with architecture, construction management, 
Then in my focus in like civil engineering PhD, again, was in construction management, facility management. And in my industry experience, I worked with multiple stakeholders, like owners, clients, engineers, you know, like finance people, accounting people, project managers, like occupants. Occupants is is a big piece mm. in, in the project management as well. And um, I had... I know with my own experience, working with multiple stakeholders, how we engage all of them in the processes and how we keep all of them informed, keeping all this communication like alive all the time in, in the life cycle of any project is, is one of the key aspects of the success. And in the last um, year of my PhD, ProFM was in my radar because closer to the end of my like um, heavy load of the research, I was looking for opportunities to include some credentials mm. into, into my like CV resume. And, um, I saw that there's a scholarship opportunity with ProFMI oh. and it was very interesting. Uh, I was still technically a registered student in my PhD program, but at the same time, I started my full-time position here at UW-Stout and right in between wow. these like overlapping time, I applied the scholarship and I was like, it was a great honor to get the scholarship. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, and after that, I'm like, okay, I will focus on this like modules. I also attended the like online sessions, recorded sessions, guided coaching sessions, I guess, if I remember it correctly. It was really nice to go over the basics and then like seeing what are the high, like high stakes or main outcomes that we need to focus on. And I, I, I was watching the videos again and again. What are the things that I need to pay attention? And, um, when I was following the modules, I realized I really like the, and this is the keyword that I'm using as well. Like Randy used holistic approach. Mm. I really like it. Starting from the beginning to the end, what are the fundamental things that an FM professional need to know? From my perspective, I found that I, I was very weak in financing. I didn't have so much experience or so much knowledge in that area. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a really great information here. And it's all there, like in one single place. I don't have to read a ton of books or going to several different resources. It's just one single place. Everything is wrapped up in a really good flow. While you're following the modules, you understand that everything builds up on mm. it. Whenever you start from the beginning, the next section follows whatever you already practiced in the previous one, and it builds up on it for the entire module. I really like that the, the structure of the modules as well. And... Another fact, like, it sort of like opened my eyes about what I didn't know. You know, most likely you don't know what you don't right. know. You think that you know a lot of things, but when you start going into some like comprehensive, like holistic way of the entire program, I'm like, oh, I, I really didn't have any idea about these things. And that was a really refresher or a learning process for me for the topics that I didn't know and for the topics that I think that I know, but it was not an entire knowledge. And 
you know, like learning is a continuing yeah. process all the time. And it also helped me to wrap up the entire big picture. From that perspective, I really suggest um, FM professionals who are looking to refresh their knowledge, go over the fundamentals, and then try to realize if they are missing anything on tr or trying to fill some gaps in, in, in their profession. Pro-FM provides a great opportunity for that. I, I really like the, the structure. And finally... I believe I I filled a lot of gaps in my knowledge as well. Tell you what, Randy, I don't know if I ever thank you, but I need to, man. Every time I come on this show, my circle just gets bigger of really smart people. <laughs> yeah. And it's just cool. And, and I, that's one of the biggest things I love about doing this is being able to have pro FMI on and then learn so much in the process. And, and it seems like every guest that we get on this podcast, there's at least one area where pro FMI is, you know, is filling that gap. It helps them kind of complete that picture. Now I kind of really understand why you guys have that map your gap thing. That's really yeah. cool. Well, well, I'm glad you brought up the map your gap because I've been talking about that. So, <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. So if you go to the website, profmi.org oh. and go to um, tips and tools, there's a map your gap in there and you can, uh, Self-assess yourself against how you line up with the uh, all the items delivered within the program program. So all the topic areas, and you can understand where you might be a little lighter. Um, for Denise, that was that was finance, right? And we are certainly not uh, training FMs to be CPAs or accountants, but we're giving them the right tools to be able to uh, to manage the financial side of the picture, which has been critically important over the last twenty four months, right? Yeah. And, and then how do you deal with contracting and, and all that, you know, with with the changes that have happened? Um, we we feel like we've equipped people to do that. So um, and we are honored again that Denise um, selected us and went through the program. Um, and by the way, that's oh, Denise, you. You earned that. Honor. So we don't do we don't do that just by Denise calling up and going, hey, I want scholarship. She had to do an application <laughs> process and it got evaluated by by our team of experts. So. That that's uh, she earned that scholarship. So, thank you. And and one of the things that I just little wanted to add here with the um, in the assessment process of mm -hmm. the credential, I really like having the knowledge base versus application base focus. There are questions that the part like um, who are attending that they need to focus on the knowledge main idea. But I really like the. The second part, which focuses on mainly scenario-based. If we have that type of scenario with the knowledge that we have, what's going to be the next step? Because in the real life, things will going to work in that way. Not necessarily somebody will going to ask about some fundamental knowledge. We have to apply the knowledge in, in the daily practice. That, that was another highlight that I really need to mention. I, I really like that structure as well. It was good to have the knowledge, test it, and after that, be able to apply it with different certain uh, individual scenarios for each module, each, each topic. So, so, Sean, that might be a first with somebody pointing out how much they enjoyed the assessment side of it. So that, there you go. <laughs> that, I that haven't heard that before. Too often they enjoy the content, but the assessment. Well, you know. So I appreciate that, Denise. That's that's great. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I don't know how we do it every single time. We run out of time, and I think we could just go on and on on these things. But we're gonna wrap up. Um, you know, just kind of. To kind of wrap things up, Randy, I mean, if there's one thing for this next generation 
of FMs coming in, what, what advice would you give them? Well, I actually have two. So let's, let's hear it. So first, um, it's a great time to get going on, on the Pro FM. And since it's Valentine's week, we actually have a little Valentine's promotion going on. So, nice. Uh, if you go out to the site, uh, there's a Love FM profo- uh, promotion. So you can get a little, <laughs> a little uh, 20% off on the That's Pro great. Second, um, continue to learn. So the continuing ed opportunities here are are, um, are tremendous. In March, at the end of March, NFMT will be running their large facility management event in Baltimore. And it'll be in person. It's a great opportunity to gain additional education, get relevant topics. So definitely consider that as well. Um, and, you know, apply that to your, to your position. So, and then, you know, it's... Um, I would say continue being curious, continue having great hearts, and you know, lead us into the future, right? Stay curious. Yeah. Great, great advice. Love the Valentine's Day. And I'm in red today. Man, I feel yeah. like I should be wearing red now. Like I should be wearing green for St. Patty's Day. You're gonna get pinched. <laughs> Maybe I we need to start that for Valentine's Day. You need to wear red. Yes. Be fun. Denise, what would you say for all the students that you're teaching and what you're seeing, the new new generation, what advice would you give them? If you could give them anything. The the first thing that I mentioned in the very first day of the semester while explaining the course logistics, syllabus, and X and Y, Z, I tell them, ask questions. There's no stupid question. There's no unnecessary question. If you have a question, ask your question. Question things. Try to learn more in details. That also brings a lot of challenge to us as well, which I really enjoy because that makes me to go into deeper and to learn more about the things that I'm teaching. And the other one, like learning is a lifelong experience. From my perspective, it never ends. And I don't necessarily relate it with like some certain type of education, getting a credential, following a degree, attending a workshop, attending a conference, just watching a TED talk, YouTube video, or like watching... reading some news while reading news we also learn a lot of things it's i'm always trying to look from the perspective what i can get out of the things that i'm doing on a regular basis while reading the news like or sometimes it's just for fun that's fine it's it's also another way of learning how to relax learning how to feel yourself getting the joy out of what you are doing yeah, that's that's my advice. Don't don't stop learning. Learning is a lifelong experience. Can you tell that Dr. Denise is passionate about learning, Randy, or what? Yes, absolutely. I love it. And, and we you guys, the time she got into the program when she submitted her application, uh, we could tell. So, yeah. see, well, that's it, man. We're gonna wrap up. Thank you, everyone at ProFMI. Thank you, Randy, Denise. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you on. It was really fun. Learned a lot, and there's there's always more to learn, of course. And that's why you have to stay curious. You have to be pas- passionate about what you do and and ask those questions. I feel like I get a lot of that uh, here every time I have you guys on. So thank you for joining us. Uh, for everyone who is listening on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget you can leave us a question there. If you guys have questions for ProFMI, reach out. We can, we can get them there. Uh, hit subscribe. Uh, if you feel like we're bringing value for your lives and education and good content, give us a like. And then if you're on YouTube, of course, hey, hit the little bell for notifications so you can get reminders to get, get good videos from ProFMI and, and stay up to date with 
uh, the things that are really important in FM. So from everyone at FM Evolution and Pro FMI, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, everyone. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro FM. How do your FM skills measure up to the global standard? Try our free Map Your Gap self-assessment at profmi.org evolution.